0: Good morning, Pharmacy Podcast listeners of Pharmacy Podcast Nation. It's Ken Sternfeld. It is Saturday, June 15th. I'm a little confused. About a year and a half ago, Todd Yuri reached out to me and he said, we're looking for a host on a new segment of our podcast network on pharmacogenetics. And I've been following you a little bit, and I think that you're the guy who likes to talk about it. I said, well, I'm a guy who likes to talk in general, so what's it all about? He said, well, we're looking for someone to talk about pharmacogenetics and the applications for pharmacists. So the PGX4 Pharmacist podcast was created, was developed, and I had no idea what it was to do podcasting. The first couple of shows, Todd was walking me through everything from click here to talk here to do this, to do that. And I enjoyed it. And then I started to bring on guests, people who knew way more than me. And that was a very, very long list. But utilizing context and utilizing the collaborative vision that I have about life, because you can't do anything in your life alone, I was able to build a very, very engaging network, conversations, podcasts about pharmacogenetics for pharmacists. And it was based on my passion and my my desire to really learn more myself. So, unbeknownst to all of you listeners and to Todd, I was doing this to learn. This was my educational pathway, bringing people on, industry leaders, people who were doing it, people who knew more than I do which is a lot of people, I got a chance to listen and learn more every day, because education is about a thirst for knowledge, and I'm very thirsty. Um, I had a personal attachment to PGX because of my father-in-law suffering a horrific uh, adverse drug reaction, but I had a professional uh, connection as well as a pharmacist, knowing that the drugs that I was dispensing dispensing at CVS could, in fact, Hurt people as much as it could help them. So it was that overall thirst, overall desire to do more, to know more, to learn more. And the only way you learn is by listening. So part of my podcasting initiatives, all of my podcasting vision is about listening to the thought leaders in areas that really I'm interested in. And I was very interested in and continue to be in the growth of genetic testing and screening. So that was the pgx for Pharmacist Initiative. And we got some great, great uh, guests on. And there were nice, nice shows. And it was just a fun thing for me to do. And then Todd calls me and he said, you know, we'd like to do, I've been doing this daily dose. And you get up every morning and you kind of just talk about what, you know, the news of the day in pharmacy. And, you know, you look at news stories, you look at newswires, you just talk about what's going on in our profession, and you share that with our listeners, and it's something he has been doing, I don't know for how many years, he is the daily dose, he was the daily dose, he can, dose. He continues to be the daily dose, because you get a lot of dose of Todd Urie, and uh, you get better, so I said, sure, I'm up every morning, I'm up earlier than you, Todd, unless you're going, you know, to uh, to you know, Dallas-Hortworth, or driving here, or driving there, or wherever you go, uh, but I'm up early. I don't really sleep well. So I said, sure, show me how to do it. Show me how, it, because you're not getting up every morning with me to walk me through the process of recording a podcast. I have to figure this out or be able to do it myself. I can barely send an email. And I send lots of them. So he did. He took me to, uh, you know, Daily Dose School 101, and he walked me through. And the fact that it was only a couple of clicks here or there, he set me in motion and created... Daily dose monster that I am. And I get up and I do a lot of daily doses. And I think the number is, uh, I don't know, I think I've been doing it almost a year now uh, from the time that we started. So it was a year and a half doing podcasting, maybe close to a year daily dose, because there are hundreds of them. I have to scroll down to find the jingle. I don't find the jingle anymore because, uh, you know, again, if you're listening to a jingle, you can listen to, uh, you know, anything, Christmas music. But if you're listening to, someone talking, then, you know, again, I guess I don't need a jingle. So sometimes I find the jingle. Sometimes I don't find the jingle. I don't know. So I'm doing these daily doses all the time. And then about this time last year, Todd was moving the pharmacy podcast network to an additional, not a separate, but an additional platform on Helium Radio and signed an agreement with them to create a live kind of consumer focused conversation. So we as pharmacists with all our clinical background, you know, we talk to doctors every day, you know, prior authorization, this refill that, you know, sometimes we talk about something even more important than that. Like God forbid they wrote a prescription that, you know, wasn't the right uh, medication for that patient. And we use our clinical expertise, not as often as we like, we're probably calling them more, oh, it's that pharmacist again, bothering us which is sad because the relationship of the pharmacist and the physician is the core of healthcare, in my opinion. So, but because we work in an environment of, you know, insurance, uh, you know, problems and issues and all that other stuff and refills, you know, not getting out quick enough, you know, we seem to be the administrative arm that calls out from the pharmacy to the physician's office to get them to do something that maybe they're too busy to do anyway we send them lots of paper, we kill a lot of trees, we send them faxes, we call them all the time. Our systems say, call them today. If you don't hear back, call them tomorrow, call them the next day. I know if someone was bothering me like that, I wouldn't exactly look at them as being a clinical provider. I'd look at them as being a annoyance. But we have to do it because at the end of the day, we want to get that medication in the hands of the patient. So if the system makes us do it, we do it. So I start doing a show on Helium Radio, uh, which is called the Concierge Pharmacist Show. And Todd moved me over there in addition to PGX for Pharmacist, in addition to the Daily Dose, in addition to um, all of the other everyday things I was thinking of doing, plus my day job of, you know, kind of finding initiatives for RxVIP to grow. But I'm not complaining. I loved it. I felt compassion and passion and I was just I was getting more and more excited about all the things I was doing. I was talking to more people. They were reaching out to me. Hey, I heard you on the pharmacy podcast network. And that happens. Anyone who doesn't realize that the pharmacy podcast network connects you to your industry, you are dead wrong. I've been in the marketing business and the sales business and other other industries for over 40 years. I've never had anything but podcasting and specifically on the pharmacy podcast network that has connected me and helped my business more than anything else. So I'm liking it. I'm loving it. I'm digging it. So I start doing the concierge pharmacist show at three o'clock on every Friday. I said, I'll give you a Friday. I mean, pharmacy Friday, I love. I go to the doctor's office in the morning every Friday and I talk to patients and I help them. It's how RXVIP started with the concierge approach. They're not connecting with patients at the point of care. I mentor my students on Friday. Friday, if I'm not seeing them, even if they're on remote, we have our conference calls. We go over projects. We talk about what they need to do for the following week. It's kind of a weekend update, you know, on what they had done the prior week. It's really fun. And then Dr. Goodman closes early on Fridays. He's out by one o'clock. So when Todd said, you know, would you like to do a live show? I said, would I? Clearly I have no life. So I needed to fill my Fridays up because my wife, you know, is watching our granddaughter and she doesn't get home, you know, to like, uh, you know, six o'clock. So what am I going to do? So I do the concierge pharmacist show three o'clock every Friday. And then it's not enough. It's not enough because I want more of what our profession for me wants. I want to be more involved as a care provider. I want to be more involved as that, that advocate for a patient. I want to be right at the center of what their need is, because I know I can help. And maybe it's even just saying, you know, hi, how are you doing? Hope you're having a good day. What, what's going on? How can I help? Just reaching out, maybe to put an emoji smile on the face of a patient. One of the first patients I worked with at Dr. Goodman was Joyce. Joyce came in the first day very unhappy. She'd lost her husband several months before. She was on a lot of medications. And she came in and she said, Dr. Goodman said I should speak to you because you could help me save some money on my prescriptions, which are very expensive. And you can talk to me about some of the side effects and some of the effects I'm getting by taking so many drugs. I just don't want to take so many drugs. He says, I want a happy pill. I want a pill that's going to make me happy. So I said, Joyce, that pill, it's not in stock. Number one, here you're in Dr. Goodman's office. I'm a pharmacist. You don't see any pills around here but let's talk about it. Let's let's talk about what we can do. And our goal is to have you get one less pill in your you know, medicine cabinet this year so you can take one less. Because with the pills you're taking together, sometimes one offsets the other and one is for the side effect of the third one. And we want to try and kind of make it a little easier for you, Joyce, to manage the medication because it's not just cost. And let's look at some of the things that we're prescribing where we can help you but it's about managing and adhering to it and following the directions, because if the directions aren't followed, you know, Dr. Goodman doesn't have the ability to really assess what's going on in Joyce's life. But what I see about what's going on in Joyce's life, because I spent some time on your profile before you came in, because I'm part of Dr. Goodman's practice, because I'm here as an extension of what Dr. Goodman is doing with you, Because then I see that, sadly, you know, you've, you know, you lost your husband and that anxiety and that, that depression, it's, 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 it's horrible. You know, I lost my father-in-law as well. I can understand how you're saying, let's see what we can do. What can I do to help? She says, well, I have nobody now. You know, I I was married for 52 years. Uh, You know, he was my everything. He was, uh, you know, I, I could, I could talk to him. I could be with him. I could, you know, we went to, you know, to, to lunch, to dinner, to cruises, vacations, I just feel alone. Well, I said, it's very, very sad. And, you know, we can't bring him back. But, you know, I don't want you to think that you're alone because you're not. So here's what we're going to do. I was still working at CVS at the time. I said, on Tuesdays, Joyce, I work out in Farmingdale. And, and we were in uh, Belmont. I said, I will what I'm going to do. It's about a 35-minute drive home after my shift. And normally I'll listen to sports radio or, you know, the news or music. I said, I'm going to call you. I'm going to call you every Tuesday. I'm going to just see how you're doing. How you doing? And, she's, oh, and she laughs. She says, yeah, thank you. You're not going to do that. I said, well, yeah, I am. And she said, no, you know, people say they're going to do it. I have friends and then, then you'll never hear from me and whatever. I said, okay, listen, I I understand that there's a bar that I have to reach to show you that I do care. And she said, okay. We finished up. We gave us some uh, savings coupons from Needy Meds. Uh, We showed her that there was a patient assistance program uh, for one of the medications she was taking. I offered to fill out the information and have it signed by Dr. Goodman. Um, And, you know, just took the time and made the time. We also said that it would be a good idea for her to consider the benefit of a pharmacogenetic test because perhaps the drugs that she's getting some side effects maybe aren't well suited for. And she did. You know, she took that test and we did find um, an adjustment in the medication that Dr. Goodman did. Uh, to make make her uh, make sure that she had the right drug, the right dose, and had that information, which now is permanently in her health record for any other doctor, a psychiatrist, or or people who are treating her, because she has several doctors who she's seeing. So we kind of help with her care coordination with a chronic care patient who really needed that that hub, that person in the middle who was taking care of it. So that kind of led me to the thought at that time, and even more so now, that the pharmacist can be the hub. So back to the Todd story. After the PGX for pharmacist, after the Daily Dose, after the concierge pharmacist show, I'm insatiable. I wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. So I said, what about a show called The Hub? What about the fact that the pharmacist should and can be and needs to be the hub in healthcare? Lots of healthcare shows. You can listen to Dr. Oz, Dr. Phil, Dr. The doctors, they have one. Everybody's going to be TV shows. Everybody's going to be podcasting now. So I said, why don't I create an opportunity for healthcare and to put the pharmacist where he or she really should be, which is right in the middle. We can talk about anything. We can talk about everything. Had someone, a dear person who I know was celebrating 25 years since the day the Rangers won the Stanley Cup. And it was our dear Crystal Cruz. Crystal is a pharmacist. She also is a patient. We all have things in our life. And I'm talking to Crystal about things in her life, things that are going on. How can I help? What's doing on? How's your week and what's going on? And again, putting a smile on Crystal Cruz's face or anyone you care about is is it just makes you feel good. So we talked about 25 years ago on the 14th. This is a week. I don't know whether people understand what went on 25 years ago on June 14th in addition to that you know in this week oj simpson decided to take a little ride in a white bronco how do i know that because on June 14th i was in japan with my father-in-law on a wonderful trip with yamaha electronics that he and i took and i'm watching this on cnn in japanese and i you just can't even imagine What's going on when you can't understand it? Uh, the other thing that happened is we flew home that night, uh, and we got back into JFK, and the uh, um, you know the the New York Knicks were were playing uh, in the in the championship, and you know, losing to the Houston Rockets. So so much so much was going on, but I reminded Crystal that 25 years ago, her dream as a Ranger fan, and she loves Henrik Henrik Lundqvist, you know she would. You know, leave everyone in our life for Henrik Lundqvist, which is wonderful. But uh, we just smiled and we laughed and we just had a good day. And it was that emoji approach to healthcare. You know, being at this epicenter of doing something to make someone smile. I made a, a young student smile on Thursday. It happened to be her birthday. So I called to wish her happy birthday. And I just didn't sense that, you know, in her voice, which is so uplifting, I said, Are you okay? She says, well, no, I'm kind of having a tough day. I, you know, I'm leaving, I'm going to California and I have an opportunity, you know, I'm sad. My friend's here. It's my birthday. So, you know, I just sent her a little follow-up something, a little bit of a joke, a little bit of a, you know, an uplifting something. It wasn't, it wasn't a pill, you know, it wasn't a, you know, something off the prescription. It was just something that showed her that, you know, things aren't that bad. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. And it's brighter than you think. And she texted me back and she said, you know, you know, how you know have no, have no idea how just making me smile really kind of brightened my day. So care providers in healthcare brighten the days of patients. Care providers in healthcare take the time and make the time to connect with those patients. You know, we all deal with acute illness when they come into the stores. We have to take care of that prescription and fill it immediately. But what about the ongoing maintenance? Yeah, it's more than a 90-day supply. It's 365 days that you have to be there to think about that patient and think about the things that you can do. Anyway, I normally talk 18 in the Jewish religion is, is life. It's called chai. So I'm coming up to 18 minutes, so I'm going to say goodbye and say thank you for the listeners. You make my life much better. This weekend, I get a daily dose of joy. I get to see my granddaughter today and tomorrow for Father's Day. So all you fathers out there, enjoy the fact that uh, you've added uh, beautiful people to the world, and hopefully they've added beautiful memories and thoughts to you. Happy Father's Day to all our listeners, and I will talk to you. I don't even know what we're going to call this segment. We're going to call it the, the hub dose or the, the concierge. Uh, I don't know what we're going to call it maybe there's a jingle, maybe there's a nod, I don't even know. Ken Sternfeld for talking in front of a microphone with whatever we're going to call it. And it is Saturday the 15th. Have a wonderful day to all our friends.